Hey, Bourbon Real Talk. Do you like those premium whiskeys because of their age statements? Or have you been influenced? Well, stick around, because we've got a double blind. So we're continuing our series of double blinds so that we can get down to the truth of the matter. What is it that people really like? And one of the things that I do, I sit here at this table, I look up at my wall of whiskey, and I go, huh, what things could we try side by side to teach ourselves something? And what I'm learning is that it's pretty common for whiskey to come out that has a really high age statement. It's 15 years old, it's 18 years old, it's 17 years old, and it becomes rare, hard to find, it starts to trade on the secondary. But do people really like it more than the shelf available version of that very same whiskey? Because if you don't know this, most premium whiskeys have a shelf available version that are typically just a little bit younger, maybe a different proof. So I took the time to go out and look for four different flights that we could do where the whiskeys were almost exactly the same proof, the exact same mash bill, same cooperage, same aging techniques, everything. But the only difference is the age of the whiskey. And then I set up a double blind tasting to see what people thought. So check it out. gentlemen before you are four double blinds mm. you can tell that the glasses are separated in groups of two that is because your job is not to rank all eight your job is to compare the two that are together to each other gotcha gotcha so in each of the two pairs you are to uh taste smell all that you want until you have decided which one you prefer I would like you to give me a score on a 100 point scale. So a 70 would be something that you probably wouldn't drink again. 80 is passable, 90 is like, oh my God. Closer to 100 is like, you know, the goat, right? So that's what we're looking for. Purpose being, if you liked one over two, I wanna know, did one destroy two and you think one's a 95 and two's a 75? Gotcha. Or was it hard for you to make that call? And we're going to use this data to evaluate a concept, okay? So there are no wrong answers. This is just your palate tasting what it is that you like best. Um, and that's pretty much it. So knock yourself out. And by the way, we have special guest Sam Elliott Jr. with us on this <coughs> blind tasting. Snuck away from filming Yellowstone yes. to hang out with us to drink this whiskey. Thanks for being here, Sam Jr. My pleasure. I'm here for the bottle, sure. Oh, uh, well, so you just carried all this? Well, I put them in my seat and I uh, kind of put the seatbelt over them and things just to keep them from, but this one did fall on the ground. I hope it's okay. Yeah. 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 Sometimes I'm you good. You know, I just couldn't, just, I couldn't decide really what I wanted to bring. So well, I, I recommend that you get one of these. 
Oh, a Mary Poppins bag? Yes, it's very similar to what Mary Poppins would carry, except for it holds whiskey. Ooh, okay, tell me more. All right, so Bourbon Real Talk has had this custom designed for whiskey lovers. Nothing like this has ever existed before. Ever. It's been designed to hold nice. all bottles. Okay, Every, so like even size, a huh? wide bottle like this one, look at it, it fits right in there. Ooh. Super tall bottles like E.H. Taylor, no problem. What about the Fits Sleeper right fork? in there. Right Leaper's Fork, oh, look at oh. this. Even the weird shaped like Scotch-like bottles. Hey, like this is a weird, I bet this one doesn't fit. Nope, that one's gonna fit just fine, I promise. Oh, wow, okay, and then we've got, so how many can you fit in here? I mean, you yeah. can fit six in here. Ooh. If this is something that you need because you carry bottles places, head on over to bourbonrealtalk.com and pick one of these bad boys yeah. up. If you want to look really cool at your next tasting that you show up to a bottle share, walk in with one of these Mary Poppins bourbon bags <laughs> and just keep the bottles coming out of them. Keep just, them coming. And, and uh, truth be told, I've carried up to 10 bottles in this bag. All right. Because there's separation in between the padding, so you can fit two in the center, two on the sides, boom, yeah. ten bottles. Boom. That's everything you need. Okay? Everything you need. That's what we're here for, to keep you hooked up with all the cool bourbon lover tchotchkes. Tchotchkes. And also, check out the other great things that are on bourbonrealtalk.com. Yeah, do it. I'll see y'all later. All right. <laughs> so, here's what we are going to do. I'm going to uh, reveal, after you've given me your scores, what you were tasting. Okay. Um, and give some tasting notes, um, and then we will wrap it up. So okay. let's start on your far left. Okay. We're going to call those one and two. Heard. Um, so you preferred... I preferred the first one, just barely. I okay. mean, so if I were to put this one which I am putting this at an 82, I'd put the this one at an 80. Just okay. barely squeaked out. My margin was a little wider though. Okay. Um, if I had to rate, I did like this. It's a little light. Um, give me, I would, I would say pretty close to yours, like low 80s, probably 81, right? Okay. Um, this one was was fine, right? It was okay, it had some similar compounds, but the, the finish was far weaker, far thinner. Um, and for that reason, I'd put it like right at a 70. I don't think it's terrible. I don't think I'd go out of my way to add it to my, my library at home. Okay. Or order it at a bar necessarily, something like that. Hmm. Uh, I finished mine, obviously, that I think that was because it was so light. <laughs> I had to really dive in to, to try and get the flavors. I think I'm, uh, I think I'm with, uh, Colby over here. It's just uh, probably about a 70. Okay. On, the, on this glass, and then I'll bump this up slightly to a 73, 4. Okay. Okay, so what you tasted was Elijah Craig. Okay. The regular Elijah Craig 94 proof was on the left. Okay. Uh, Interesting. The Elijah Craig 18 year no shit. was on the right. <laughs> <laughs> I told you the 18 years thin. Yeah, I told you. I knew the 18 years no, thin. I think I said that. <laughs> so maybe a, a maybe a higher age on these. You think higher age? I was thinking maybe a lower proof. Typically, when you get up over at least for me over that 12, 13, 14 year 
Like it just thins mm-hmm. out. Like some of those characteristics. I tried that, I tried that uh, Elijah Craig in a blind, and it was just like a super thin. Regular Elijah Craig is ninety four proof. The eighteen yes. year mm-hmm. is ninety, right? Yes. yes. That's that's two proof be... or four proof yeah. points different. Two um, percent alcohol. Different. That is interesting. And while we were tasting it, we talked about. Did we did. Right. <laughs> next. Uh, the uh, next to that, um, let's see. You have the one on the left selected. Yeah, West. Yeah. And how did you rate that one? I, I, um, it wasn't my least favorite pairing. This one was, but it wasn't one of my favorites for sure. Um, very similar to this one that we just went over. The one on the left, um, I gave a pretty good margin to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say that it's right at an 80, and this one is more of like a 76. 76, okay. But you. So this was by far the hardest one. These these are super close for me. The one on the right ended up being the one that I preferred, mm-hmm. um, but that's very much splitting hairs. Um, I love a bottle of both of them. They're both going to be in the 90s for me. I do like I do like in like 93 here and then like 91 here, but super close. Both really high rated. I enjoyed I enjoyed both of those quite a bit. Okay, I'm excited did to you see. You get salmon red hots with that one. Cinnamon, yes, but more real cinnamon than artificial cinnamon. I was thinking more like like quality like cinnamon bread, like baker's bread, yeah. than than an artificial <clears throat> sweet cinnamon. I got a white it. pepper. Mm-hmm. Interesting, interesting. Really, really hitting. Some of that spice, but in a much different way. So everybody, uh, let's see, Mark. Yep. Um, which one did you prefer, left or right? Still trying to figure it out. No, I'm, 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 I'm definitely on the right as well. Okay. I, I've got it set out there. I knew, again, I had a, and I don't know why, I felt like I needed a water between the, the third set and the fourth. Okay. okay. That's how it kind of really hung mm-hmm. with me and the pepper <clears throat> uh, hung with me. But the one on the right in set three was definitely the better. And like uh, Colby here, I, w- I would say, 85 on the left and probably uh, 87, 88 on the right. Okay, so I pretty really close. enjoyed those. Mm-hmm. Those were those okay. Were uh, Wes, Whew. you're gonna be upset, buddy. Um, so <laughs> I'm always upset when I do double points. Yeah. Um, so you don't like George Stag? Um, <laughs> <laughs> you rated it a 73. 73 is certainly not a rebuy. Like I will finish this bottle reluctantly. Okay. Um, right. So, which like one was the one on the left? Uh, so the one on the left is E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. So that does make sense. I cannot. I cannot pick one between these two. This. The, so of the set of samples, this is by far my favorite set. Yeah, Both okay. of these are are quite good. Um, come back to that. Um, let's see. So Wes, you have the one on the left in the lead. Yes. And um, how did you... This was probably my least favorite of all of them, so I guess I ranked these a little lower than I probably should have if we're talking 70 to 100. Okay. But So these were my, my least favorite of all the pairings. Okay. Um, the one on the left uh, was better than the one on the right, in my opinion. So I'd probably put it at like a 76, and this one uh, like a 72. Okay. Colby. Uh, the one... This one wasn't that hard for me to decide. I don't feel like this, the one on the right really, really shone through. I okay. also feel like it, for some reason, overpowered the second one. Okay. So I kind of had to take a second, like let my palate kind of cool off um, and then kind of revisit the second one to try to judge it really well. <laughs> I like the second one. I'd rate it probably high 70s, maybe like 78. I think, I, I think I'd like to have it price dependent, right? Um, it, wa- it was a good drinker. I think this one is better. This one, 
I don't know, you're doing the same distillery thing, so I hesitate to say this, but I feel like these are two different distilleries. You may have thrown us a weird curveball because they're they're very different to me for some reason. This one has some leather and maybe tobacco earthy components that mm -hmm. I'm really, really enjoying. And I think those are the compounds that linger that I have to kind of separate to not get into the sample. Okay. But uh, but for me, for me, 85. 85. I would say considerably better than, than the other one. Okay, how about you? I'm gonna say you're, you're on the left. How'd you rate that one? Correct. That one's gonna be an 85 for me. 85, and then the one. And then this one is is probably gonna be, man. I'm gonna go 79. 79. I okay. think it's slightly uh, not not my bag of tricks. Okay. So, um, you guys were drinking um, wild turkey uh, products. Uh, the one on the left was Rare Breed. Not Rare Breed, sorry. Uh, Kentucky Spirit. <laughs> oh, Kentucky Spirit. <laughs> All right, same. All right, <laughs> yeah, same. same. Kentucky Spirit. Um, and the one on the right is 17-year bottle and bond master's key. Well, that makes a lot of sense, doesn't it? <laughs> and... Watching these is so painful after you know what it is, but I almost uh, want to say weeded bourbon, because for me, rye spice is very, like, back inside of my tongue mm -hmm. where it cuts through. I was just thinking more on the nose. This is oh, yeah, on, the, on the nose. I was gonna say the but spice. Yes. The spice on the drink here is more in the on the tip of my tongue, which I typically get more off of weeded bourbons. The fourth and final flight. Wes, you have the one on the left on top. Yeah, this one was my probably my favorite of the four flights. Okay. Um, <clears throat> I like the one on the left the most, uh, just barely. Um, I would probably put it at a, uh, a 90, and okay. this one at an 88. 88, okay. Close, close. How about you? Uh, the one on the, on the right? The one on the right was better for me. Um, it's not that I didn't, I, I didn't dislike the one on the left. The one on the right is just so much better to me. It's it's uh, like a tons of very prototypical bourbon notes, your vanillas, your caramels. Um, but the nose is a really nice icing, like a buttercream icing that I really, really enjoy. Um, the rate is gonna be pretty far apart for me too. I'd love to have a bottle of this around like 89-ish. This I would definitely take or leave right around 70. Um, I put give it a 71 because it is good. It's not bad. I just I don't think I need it. So give me your rating, 71 and what? Uh, do 71, and then this is a high around 88, I'd say. Okay. I really enjoy that sweetness. <clears throat> that like buttercream icing is, is really nice. Okay. So yes. what what have you got? You've uh, got the one on the right picked. What'd you score this one? Yeah. This one was was deeper, mm -hmm. tastier, more citrus notes. This, in comparison, fell flat. Okay. And I'm gonna go, not bad, again, and, and we're not talking about, uh, we're not talking about, boy, I'm embarrassed to drink it, but, hmm, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say this is a 75, this is definitely, I'm gonna say a 90. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. Alright, so, um, so this one, um, went two to one, they all went two to one. The one on your left was the regular Knob Creek nine year that can be found anywhere at any time uh, for a good price. And it's a hundred proof. Oh, um, and the one on the right was the 15 year and it is also a hundred proof. So they're the exact same proof. Validated. Just six years wow. uh, difference in wow. age. I feel like this one is like a higher proof version of this one. 
I was gonna say the right one was sweeter. Sweeter well. and just sweeter and just easier on the palate. Yeah, a little easier. So <laughs> that was interesting. Uh, can't say I'm super surprised though. Um, the the regular Elijah Craig, which would typically be an eight to twelve year product, beat out pretty handily the Elijah Craig 18. For me, Heaven Hill doesn't do well at super high ages. Um, and then following that, Eight Sailor Barrel Proof, which is about a six year product, competed extremely well with George T. Stagg. George T. Stagg came out on the edge with the win, just barely beat it out. But if you look at the point spreads, it, it wasn't that much. Um, and then um, Wild Turkey, no surprise there. 17 years is a little long for Wild Turkey. You know, you look back at the super premium ones that they were releasing in Japan, they were all eight and 12 year old whiskeys. I think Wild Turkey starts to fall apart after 12 years. And that's why the younger version, the rare breed, won it out. And then Knob Creek, it didn't surprise me that the Knob Creek 15 year did well. Some of the best whiskeys I've ever had have been Knob Creek single barrels that were in that 14, 15 year range. They seem to do very well at higher ages, uh, but they, they, it didn't, it wasn't a landslide. I mean, the 15 year one, two to one, there were, you know, some decent point spreads, but you know, the nine year did relatively well. So I would say that in conclusion, what we were able to determine from this is that unless you're like Colby, who has a ton of experience of drinking these super high age premium whiskeys, if you're just judging based on flavor, because if you're in the industry and you get to taste all these super expensive, you know, high aged whiskeys, and you're being told every time they're given to you how special they are and how much they cost, and, and you feel like it's this big sacrifice to even be able to try it, you start to train your brain to look for those flavors. But when you get just the average drinker who doesn't have that much experience with the super high aged stated products, almost every single time, they pick the lower age statement. So let that be a lesson to you. Go out there, double blind yourself. Don't chase the hype. There's plenty of shelf available products out there that are delicious, that will create a great drinking experience for you. And I hope this was helpful for you. If this is your first time watching the channel, I'd like to introduce you to our show philosophy. And it's about bringing people together through bourbon. That's something that's very near and dear to my heart because I lost a loved one to suicide in 2014. And during that time, I was searching for ways to help people feel connected to one another so that they didn't have to feel the way that my brother did. And I grew in the whiskey hobby and I got more involved in social media. And I started to notice how whiskey brought people together, even from different walks of life that would otherwise maybe not have been friends. And it made me want to use that connective power of whiskey to bring people together. And that's why I have this podcast. Because I figure if I can get you connected to whiskey, the whiskey will do the rest of the job and get you connected to others so that you'll know that you have a place in this world and that people know, like, and care about you. Um, the downside to getting involved in the whiskey world was there's a lot of trolls on the internet. And, and trolls make it unfun because they're there for them. They're not there for the community. And that taught me two things. One, I needed to start Bourbon Real Talk Community, which I hope that you will join because we just, we just get rid of the trolls. And that way, everybody there has the opportunity to connect with each other on a one-on-one -on -one basis without being made fun of or made to feel, be feel, feel like they're inferior. 
Um, the other thing is that I learned that if somebody can be a troll and be hateful to a stranger online, I can be the opposite and love you, even though I only know you online. And that's why I end every podcast the same way, and that's this. If you woke up this morning and you were unsure whether or not anyone loved you, just know that I love you. And I'll see you next time on Bourbon Real Talk. A whiskey troll is a person who seeks negative attention and uses contrarian attitudes to derail civil discussion in online forums. They communicate in ways they never would face to face because they're keyboard warriors. Their only goal is to make other people feel inferior. Hey guys, I'm new here. I just got my first Blanton's. And trust me, you probably paid way too much. I don't care much about the Blanton's, but nice <laughs> There's no way that she didn't buy that at secondary, idiot. Oh, I know how you got that bottle. So, are you sick and tired of the whiskey trolls running your fun online? Well, that's why we started Bourbon Real Talk Community. Congratulations. Let me know what you think when you open it up. Hey, welcome to the group. Let me send you over a sample of Blanton's Gold and straight from the barrel. See how you like those. I remember back to my first bottle of Blanton's. It was the birthday to my son, and we enjoy it every year on his birthday. Congrats. So if you're looking to connect with some people online who aren't head over to facebook.com and join Bourbon Real Talk community today.